This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. Coming up this week, in light of the recent storms, some tips on the importance of microchipping. Also, less stress when you travel with your pets and an organization celebrating 40 years of the human-animal bond. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get to it. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's Susan Marie. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, Monica, last week we talked about the animal disaster kit, and one of the things that we touched on was the importance of microchipping. Can you expound on that? Because microchipping is so important with your pets. Yes, microchipping is one of the best identification processes you can do for your pet. It is a very easy thing to get. It's just a shot that they give between the shoulder blades. And what happens is the shot will actually inject a small little microchip that's the size of a piece of rice, if not smaller. Um, microchips have come so so further over the years. Um, I think the largest one they make is actually the size of a piece of rice and they have many chips that are even smaller than that. So a common misnomer with microchips is a lot of people think that all of their information is stored on the chips. So when you scan the dog, they're getting all that information. They are not. <laughs> what they're getting is a number. So every microchip that's inserted has a number correlated with that chip. So whenever you scan the dog, it's, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And then what we do as a veterinarian or as a shelter is whenever a pet is scanned, um, then we look up in the database and you type in that number that correlates with the chip and that's where all of the information is stored. So the reason I explain this is because that is vitally important that you keep all of your information up to date in the database because a lot of people will register when they initially get the chip and if they move or they changed phone numbers, things of that nature, it's not always the most up-to-date information. So you want to make sure that if you do change your information, you change your address, you change your phone number, anything, or if your emergency contacts change their information, always make sure that you want to update that information with your microchip provider. Another thing that I always recommend too is most microchips come with a tag that goes on their collar. I know it's, you know, one more piece of jewelry to put on the pet, but if 
a neighbor or somebody finds this pet and they don't have a scanner, you know, readily available, then that's a quicker way because it usually has the number to the microchip company, the telephone number and the microchip number right on the tag. So that way, you know, if it's a weekend, um, an animal hospital or shelter is closed, then, you know, whoever finds the dog can call at the microchip company and say, I found a dog. Here's the microchip number that's on our collar. And they're able to contact you without having that delay, without having that wait. Same thing if, you know, the pet is brought into a shelter or, you know, for example, with all these storms, you know, not every place has internet still. It's not easily you know, looked up. So having that on their tag is a much quicker and faster route to getting that dog back to you. The other thing I recommend is when you're getting your pet microchipped initially and you are giving that information, when you go to put your emergency contact on there, always try to use somebody who does not live very close to you. A lot of people may not have people out of the state. If you do, that's wonderful. But if you don't, even a couple counties away, even a different section of the state. And the reason being is if you get hit directly by a storm, then it's quite possible that the electricity is going to be down. The phone lines are going to be flooded. You may or may not have cell networks. And it's when you're in a large scale situation, like what they just had in Texas and what we have coming up with Irma, you never know what's going to be available around. And if they're calling an emergency contact that lives down the road from you, the chances are they're not going to get that person either. So they need to ensure that they have some kind of contact to get a hold of you. So that way, if you place your emergency contact as somebody who does not live, you know, real close to you, then you further verify that that person will be easier to get a hold of when you are not. So that's always a really great tip whenever you're thinking about who you want to leave as your emergency contact. Some people like to leave their veterinarian and I always tell them, not that that's not a bad idea, but the veterinarian information is always listed with the register as well. So it, that's just a duplication. So always try to find somebody else besides your veterinarian and besides somebody that lives down the road from you to be your emergency contact. I think that that's excellent information because with the um, with microchip and you and I am going all the way back to Hurricane Charlie all those years ago. I learned the importance of the microchip back then, and, and I think we've been passionate about it ever since year after year after year after year. So please, if your pet is not microchipped to date with any disaster, even getting lost on the street, please make sure that you get your pet microchipped. It's so, so, so important, um, especially in these times right now that we're going through. So, Monica, again, I thank you very much. Great tip. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Coming up... Want less stress when you travel with your pet? Stay with us. Ooh, get the stinky dog away from me. Bad breath and bad gas. Petey stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching, licking, missing fur. At least $5,000 in vet bill. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite. 
is nutrition. The shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped. Her coat is now soft, it's silky, it's healthy and shiny and glossy. She's got life, she's got energy. Tons of energy, no more bad smells. Dynavite's the bomb. Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. (laughs) 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We've learned of a way to lessen the stress of traveling with our pets and changing up the way we do things with our pets when we even take them for a walk. So you know that I'm all about Less stress for me, less stress for Miss Olive, and I think that we found the perfect company and the perfect creator of some great products. We have with us Michelle Glasser. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, One of the things that I'm really excited about talking about, one of the things you've created is the Pet Dinette and Leash Set. Sure. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your company, Sit, Stay, Go? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, I created this company. Uh, it was really inspired by my uh, dog, Margot. I had a little Yorkie. Um, and I thought about ways of, I, I always thought of, I always loved to come up with products. So, you know, this is something I've been working on for 20 years. But once I became a dog mom and then a human mom, it really, like, the, the scale kind of flourished. Um, and I thought about ways of making life easier. I lived a very busy life with my dog in, in New York City, and um, I was constantly forgetting things that I needed. Um, she, I would walk her one square block, she'd be panting for water, then I'd run in somewhere, buy her a bottle of water, or she would eat, uh, be out of a communal bowl outside of a store. Um, and that it sort of had bad repercussions because she picked up Giardia. Mm. So I think it got to the point where I really needed to like you know, be on top of what I was carrying around for her and what I was feeding her. So I came up with this product a few years ago. So Um, Margo was your inspiration. Margo was my inspiration. (laughs) But my children, I think once I, you know, I was always very busy. I I worked in advertising. I worked many hours. Um, But she was my inspiration to come up with a lot of ideas. So once I became a mom, that sort of like helped me you know, gave me the courage, in a some strange way, gave me the courage to start executing on those ideas. Well, that's great, because we benefited yeah, yeah. from that. Now, <laughs> we talked about the pet dinette and leash set. Can you just talk to us a little bit about the features and the benefits? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the, really the first, um, I think, uh, leash, all-in-one leash, um, water flask, and serving set. So it's an all-in-one grab-and-go uh Pet dinette and leash that comes with an, a, a standard and sturdy nylon leash that has a 10 ounce water flask built in. And um, also, it comes with two serving and storage bowls that twist on. You can twist them off, serve your wa- uh, clean, healthy water to your pet. And it also, um, you can carry or store a portion of food, kibble, dash of treats, whatever you need. Um, also, the diameter is such that you can carry what 
your money or credit card, uh, license, uh, spare keys are always getting locked out, which I always was. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I guess so, so the moral of the story is that I'm a very forgetful person. And so I was running out always without what I needed. So this sort of like would have been great. And Margo is no longer with us, but it would have been great had I had something that I could grab and go. And that it sort of took the prep at work out of the walk. Um, also, it has a rubberized handle for a firm grip. Um, it's it's BPA free, super plastic, dishwasher safe, really, really easy to clean. And um, I also did not cut any corners with this. It is fully protested and internally constructed with rust-proof steel. So, you know, it's very sturdy, very strong. Well, you know, and one thing that's really great about it, too, is that this is that you created it. It's, you know, a woman based, woman owned um, business and that you created this and you, you know, Margot, I'm so sorry for your loss, but she was the yeah, inspiration to something that's really great. Now, for myself, once I saw yeah. your product, it we live in a. Um, uh, a hurricane zone. We just came out of Hurricane Irma. And, you know, I have the disaster kit and I packed my disaster kit. I have everything all ready. And, but, you know, to, with your bowl, with, with your kit here, the pet dinette and leash, you almost, have, you, it's, it could save so much. You just put that in. It could save a lot. And you're, you have everything right there. So it's not your, you know, you're running around or taking up, up extra space in your little Tupperware container that you're putting all of this stuff in. It's like perfect for people such as us who are in disaster areas who may have to just pick up and leave really quick. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's terrific. It, like I said, it takes the prep work out of going out with your pet. So when you're like, you know, scrambling in a disaster situation like that, and um, most, you know, people are as busy lives and families and a lot of things to think about. Mm -hmm. um, this is just, you know, it's terrific. You just grab and go. Uh, you can add bowls as necessary. So if you have a large pet and you need more food, you can add bowls because it's modular. Um, in addition, uh, it carries 10 ounces of water, but it's really easy to fill at sinks and fountains. So if you stop at a rest stop, um, it's really easy to refill. Uh, so that also is important. Yeah, no, it is a very good thing for uh, if you have to get out quick with your pet. Yeah, um, well, I'm a brand new company, so the uh, pet dinette and leash will be, it's it's all like safety tested and ready to go. Um, so it should land somewhere. It should be ready to ship uh, probably mid to late October for sure, right? And, uh, time for the holidays. But, yeah, a perfect gift. This is that. a perfect it's gift for a pet parent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have other uh, products that are coming out. I have a, a, a new insulin cooler uh, for pets uh, made for diabetic pets, which also, like if you're in a disaster-prone area yes. or if you just want to go for a hike or walk with your pet that has diabetes um, and you have to give it insulin, um, this, this is perfect because it's, it's smaller than what's on, on the market for people. Um, it's non-toxic. It comes with two coolers. Um, and it stores your, uh, their insulin, keeps it protected, uh, as well as syringes, and you can just hook it on and go. Um, so, you know, it gives, it keeps the, uh, insulin cold for a good, you know, probably six hours. That's great. So, and it's, you know, it's, I mean, in those crazy situations, it's, it's 
good for that, but it's also great for flights, walks, and also, you know, you're not tethered to a refrigerator. So, mm-hmm. and I don't think, you know, that was inspired by my friend, a dear friend who has um, a Westie who's diabetic, and she came over and stayed with us for a weekend. Um, and I noticed, like, what she was using for to store the insulin, like, she was traveling to get her own baby gear, and it was very unwieldy, and so that sort of got me thinking about how to make life easier for, you know, people with diabetic tests, and that, you know, unfortunately, that number is on the rise. But fortunately, mm-hmm. people are, you know, treating their pets, and they're getting good quality of life, so... Yeah, I think anything to do, anything that would help increase compliance and make life easier for people who are caring for special needs pets is important. I think that that's great. And uh, as being a special needs pet parent, I I appreciate everything that you're doing. Now, there's another thing that you do. Can you tell us about uh, your Give to Pet program, which I think is absolutely awesome? Yeah, thank you. well, you know, I um, I'm an animal lover, obviously. I also I don't know if I'm, I also happen to be allergic, so I you know I would adopt five dogs if I could, but I can't. So uh, part of my program is a portion of each sale goes to a local shelter here. Uh, it started in Montclair, um, I have the Montclair Township Animal Shelter, but now uh, with you know Harvey and Irma from uh, now, through my launch and through the holidays, uh, a portion of each sale will go to uh, the Houston uh, SPCA. Um, and I haven't, I, I guess, yeah, I haven't identified the right shelter down in Florida yet. Maybe that's something we get out with. Uh, so uh, uh, it will be split between uh, Houston SPCA and then uh, one in Florida. That's so wonderful. And, it's, and I, I really, truly love to support, you know, companies such as yours that pay it forward, you know, back to the animals yeah. because it's, you know, there, there are so many out there that need our help. And and when you can recognize yeah. that and identify that, I thank you very much. Now, you know, I think it's, it's important. So, um, you know, I would, like I said, if I could, I would, I would adopt more, <laughs> but I, I just, so, um, you know, this is, you know, something that's near and dear to my heart. And then after the holidays, start of the new year, I'm going to go back to uh, donating a portion of the sale back to the Montclair uh, Animal Township Animal Shelter, which recently burned down. So it needs help too. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's and well, you know, there are so many great things that that you're doing. There's so many great things you're doing for people. Where can the listeners go to learn more about you? learn more about Pet Dinette and Leash um, and including where to purchase it and all, and some of your other, uh, your other, which your, your products all make, you have some other products up there that really make life easier. And like I said, the less stressed I am, the less stressed Miss Olive's going to be. So you have things out there that are actually to de-stress the pet parent and make the pet comfortable and, and help with the comfort of the pet. So why don't we let everyone know where yes. they could go to learn more about all of this? Sure. Uh, you can go to my website, sixdaygoco.com. That's S-I-P-S-P-A-Y-G-O-C-O.com. And um, I also sell an airline compliance uh, for baby carrier. It's sort of like a baby, uh, a diaper bag 
or your pet, and it comes for pets under 10 pounds. It's great for tra- airline travel, and it comes with a silicone collapsible bowl and uh, a pouch to put it in. So it'd be great for, you know, your dog, um, especially, you know, uh, greyhounds tend to be very fragile, and this, uh, this carrier is super sturdy, so uh, it has a, a very strong bottom. Yeah, I, I really, I, I looked at that, and I really, and I'm very particular about what I put Olive in, and that looks, per, not only would it be great for her and a comfort for her, and it's also airline tested, but there's things in there that you could put bowls in, put water bottles in, put your own personal effects in. It's, yeah. it's re, you've really thought of everything, and it's it's sturdy yet comfortable for the pet. Yeah, it's really comfortable. It's sturdy. It's very well ventilated. That was important to me because I think a lot of things out there. So I mean, like instinctively as a as a mom, I guess so like this doesn't seem to give enough air, but you know maybe they do. I, I don't know. But this one, I took great pains to find something that was really well uh, ventilated, and it's discreet. So um, you kind of don't know that there's a pet in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. When I see a pet in a carrier, I'm crazy, and I'm, like, bothering the pet and wanting to pet it. So <laughs> I would never notice that a pet was in there. <laughs> that's, but that's, that's good because sometimes you just want your pet to be discreet, you know, and, 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 it's, and yet comfortable at the same time. Right. Now, I, again, it's... And the website is fitsdaygoco.com. Oh, okay. F-I-T, yeah, so you have to add those C-O. S-I-P-S-T-A-Y-G-O-C-O. Oh, C-O, okay. Dot com. Okay. And um, Michelle, I just want to thank you because not only are you creating all these other things, but you're also paying it forward to animals in need. You're doing it for Harvey, you're doing it for Irma, and you're doing it for your own local shelter, which is wonderful. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. I mean, it's a thing, you know, I think I always dreams of doing something like this and you know you sort of as you get older and you and you get a little bit braver and you figure out what you want to do with your life you think about the things that are important and um that is important to me so and obviously to a lot of other people anybody who would buy these kind of products who you know take great pains to care for their pets would you know i think um be motivated by that yeah helping it's it's all about uh, de-stressing the pet parent and keeping the yeah. pet, you know, comfortable. And I think that that you've hit that nail on the head. You did you did a wonderful job, and I thank you. And thank Thanks. you for being a guest on our show. I'm really glad we got to bring yeah. this out so that people know more about it. So uh, it's my pleasure. And say I'm sorry I'm so hoarse. Uh, I have a little cold, but thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Okay, thank you very much, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, Doggy Diva Show listeners. Susan Marie here to take just a half a minute to let you know how much we appreciate your being with us every week to hear great dog tips you can use with your pet, some great stories about rescues, fostering, and some heartwarming stories about second chances for pets who are now in loving forever homes. Be sure to go to our website, thedoggydiva.com, to see pictures of Miss Olive and other dogs we talk about on the show and get to know us a little better. That's thedoggydiva.com, D-O-G-G-Y. We appreciate your feedback, too. Okay, let's get back to the show. Coming up, an organization celebrating 40 years of human bonding with animals. Stay tuned. 
Dolly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. Pet Partners is the largest and most prestigious nonprofit registering therapy dogs and other therapy animals, including horses, cats, rabbits, and bird, and really totally get the animal-human bond. Uh, we are honored to have with us today Elizabeth Van Every, the Marketing and Strategic Partner Coordinator for Pet Partners. Hey, welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Oh, our pleasure. Can you tell us, our listeners, a little bit about Pet Partners? Sure thing. Um, Pet Partners uh, has been in existence since 1977. We're celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. Uh, And it it was started by a group of physicians who believe very strongly in the effect, the positive effect that animals can have on human health. Uh, the therapy animal program portion of the organization was started in 1991, and that is now our focus. And that is um, essentially we register teams of one human and one animal to confirm that they're suited to making visits to facilities like hospitals, assisted living facilities, schools, uh, rehabilitation facilities, any place where interacting with an animal could have a, a therapeutic effect. On a human being. That's so, and happy anniversary, by the way. It's a oh, you have a you. wonderful organization. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what your position is at Pet Partners? Um, absolutely. I have been with Pet Partners for three years. Uh, I started out in the programs department where I helped the teams with their registrations, would answer questions about the program, help them get everything submitted that they needed to to become teams. And then I had an opportunity just about six weeks ago to move over into our strategic partnerships area. And what I do now primarily is I work with our volunteers and with uh, partners, corporate partners, other nonprofit organizations that would like to have our volunteers participate in events they're holding. So it's a great opportunity to connect our handlers, our teams with other organizations that support our mission. Wow, that's and that's a great uh, that's a great job to have. Can, uh, it, can it, it really is. <laughs> now, as far as you personally, do you have any pets yourself? And can you tell us a little bit about them? I do have pets. Uh, unfortunately, none of them are 
of the right caliber to be in the Pet Partners Therapy Animal Program, <laughs> um, which is actually kind of common among our employees. We all we all love animals, and most of us have pets. We just don't have pets that are right for our own program. <laughs> uh, I have all of my animals are rescues. Uh, I have a German Shepherd uh, who was originally trained as a protection dog, hmm. uh, and my my husband is actually former law enforcement, so the two of them click very oh, perfect, strongly right yeah. off the bat. Um, and then I have two cats. Uh, I have a tuxedo cat who's very empathetic and very affectionate, but he's a little too excitable to be a therapy animal. And I have a Link Point mix cat uh, who's very sweet, very mellow, not crazy about people other than his own family, but very, very loving. And those are perfect pets. And it's great that, you know, that you and your organization can identify the difference between a pet that'll make a great therapy pet and a pet that makes a great pet or a protective pet, you know? Um, and yes. so there's not every, every animal qualifies. It's, you know, there's a certain program and a certain criteria that you have to go through, which brings me to ask you about, can you tell us about your programs like your animal therapy program? The uh, criteria for our program are pretty, I don't, I don't like to say stringent because that sounds cruel, but we want to make sure that every animal that's participating and every handler is really ready for the kind of work that they'll be doing in this, that they can visit safely and not put anyone else at risk. Um, so animals in the program really need to have a, a very particular temperament where they enjoy, they really enjoy interacting with people, even people that they don't know. They're comfortable being petted. They're comfortable going to new locations. Any, anything where they're, they're going to be, since they're going to be visiting, often people who are in, you know, unusual circumstances such as hospitals who are, or who are maybe in kind of crisis or stressful situations in their own lives. I want to make sure that the animal is comfortable and relaxed doing the visiting with those people to provide the benefit. Um, so we are, process includes a screening, which we call a team evaluation, where we check how the handler and the animal work together in circumstances that they'd be likely to encounter when they were making a visit. So we check for, you know, for example, for dogs, which are the majority of our population, we'll make sure that they can sit on command, they sit down on command, that they can be in proximity to another animal without reacting, um, that they're comfortable with strangers petting them, with having a lot of people around them and petting them at the same time. Basically, that they'll be comfortable doing this, that it won't cause stress for them, because we also want to make sure that the animal's enjoying it and it's not causing them any difficulties, and that they love interacting with people and being comfortable doing this kind of work. That's very important, and, um, and and I think that's part of the reason of Pet Mart Partners' success is is going through that process to get the right animal to be in the correct situation. So that's very important. Um, Pet Partners recently, they had a tremendously successful conference on September 9th. Yes. Can you professionalizing your passion? Professionalizing your passion. Yeah. Can you tell us about the conference and some takeaways for our listeners? Certainly. Um, the organization used to do conferences back in in some of its its earlier years, and for a variety of reasons, we hadn't done one in quite a long time. And we decided that this 40th anniversary year was a great opportunity to start this up again. So this year's conference was held uh, in Bellevue, Washington, which is where our headquarters are. And we had a variety of fantastic speakers, 
talking about not just about doing this kind of volunteer work with your pet, but also about the field of animal-assisted interventions generally. So giving people an opportunity to learn more about research in the field, about best practices, about things to watch out for. We also help our volunteers learn more about uh, building connections in their community, doing networking with other volunteers, learning more about what will make them uh, good at this type of volunteer work. And it was just, it, it was successful beyond our wildest dreams. People absolutely loved the speakers that we had and the programming that we presented. Everyone said that they learned so much and they were so thrilled to get the opportunity to interact with professionals in the field, to interact with our staff, and to meet with other volunteers as well. That's really great, and that's very important. It, it, can you share with us some of the speakers that you had? Because you had some really tremendous speakers that were there. We, we had some absolutely great speakers. Uh, our keynote speech was delivered by Patricia McConnell, uh, and we were absolutely thrilled mm -hmm. and honored to have her there. Colleen Pilar spoke about uh, teamwork and understanding the people that you're working with, because that's important, too. We never want to neglect the human side of this activity. You know, it's the, the, pet, the pets are who people want to see, but the handlers, the human end of the leash, is important in making sure that the animal is safe and comfortable, that the visits are going well, and that they're working well with people in facilities and with other volunteers. So her input was, was absolutely wonderful. Um, Nancy G., Dr. Nancy G., spoke about uh, animals and how they help students learn. We have a... Uh, an initiative as part of our program to help students read called Read With Me, where they can read to an animal. And there's been a lot of research about how that helps students become more comfortable and improve their reading skills. We were very honored to have Dr. G there. We also had some some talks about some of the some of these things that can sometimes be negative in working with pets um, and how to make those positive. Uh, Steve Dale talked about uh, fear-free training and reinforcement for animals, making sure that you're always being positive when you're working with your animals. Since we require the animals in our program to have certain kinds of skills and, and certain aptitudes for this work, we always, always, always want to be sure that getting them to that, to the point of having those abilities, is as positive and productive for them as possible. We never want our animals to be afraid either of making visits or of learning the skills that they need to do this kind of work. We always want that to be positive, and Steve Dale's talk was great. And we talked a little bit about with Dr. Uh, uh, excuse me, yes, Dr. Phil Arco, sorry, I had to look at my <laughs> head, um, about the ways that we have to watch for things that can be negative about having animals as part of our communities. You know, situations where people might mistreat animals or where animals might be in difficult situations such as hoarding and how we can work through education and advocacy to improve those aspects of our community and, again, to have animals be part of our lives and making lives better for people who might be struggling. And all of this was just, there were so many, so many wonderful sessions and I literally did not hear a negative word the entire weekend about anything relating to the conference. People were just so thrilled to be there. 
to learn these things and interact with these professionals and meet other volunteers. And it was, we, we came off this on a, a pretty, a pretty warm and fuzzy feeling. <laughs> and I think you should have because, yeah, it, it had, you know, wonderful, there was wonderful feedback and a lot of people were excited about it in the community. Now, for those that couldn't go, is there some sort of a, um, are there are any of their presentations, the speaker's presentations available that maybe we could read about? Absolutely. Uh, a number of our speakers very graciously provided their presentations and some of their notes to us, and we're happy to make those available to the public and to uh, current and possibly interested volunteers. If you go to our website at petpartners.org and search for conference, that will get you to a page that has links to the presentation. And people are welcome to read through those and see the fantastic level and amount of information that we were able to bring to people at our conference. And that's so important. And for those that are looking to volunteer or looking to even learn more about all of these because you had such great speakers and I thought that the title professionalizing the passion is so uh, apropos for what so many of us are in the animal field you know are interested in and strive for so I think that that was it was caps you capsulized it perfectly you know we at at present the our teams are primarily volunteer um, they're, they're mainly people who love having the opportunity to share their animals and, and to do good work in their community. But we wanted to also give those who are interested not just more information about the field and about things that they can do, but an opportunity to sort of take their information to the next level. I, I know that when I do volunteering work, I'm, I, I'm not just showing up for whatever my shift might be. I also want to learn more about the field and what I can do. So this was a, a wonderful chance for us to share some of the information that underlies our program and the educational opportunities that we give to our volunteers and share that with them, give them more opportunity to see what's going on in the field and how they can kind of level up in the things that they do. Where can the listeners go to learn more about Pet Partners if they want to volunteer, to learn more about the programs? Um, and also, we mentioned personalizing the passion. It, where can they go to learn about this um, if they want to learn more about what uh, Pet Partners has to offer? Our website is a great place to start. And again, it is petpartners, all one word, dot org, O-R-G. And when you go to our website, there's some tabs across the top, and they basically reflect what, you know, the, the categories of of our organization. Uh, the Learn tab, we'll talk, we'll talk more about the field, about working with therapy animals uh, in, vera, in various contexts and terminology uh, to clarify what a therapy animal is versus other types of uh, animal-assisted activities. And then the Volunteer tab is, is where we send people who are really interested in going forward with our program. Uh, our, we have some overview information about our therapy animal program and then detailed information about how to become a pet partner therapy animal handler with our program. Well, and also for those who want to keep on top of everything that's going on, because it's really 
such a great, and as again, I said again, happy anniversary. It's such a great, uh, it has a terrific history, Pet Partners. And you could also get email updates um, by just signing up at the website. So I think that that, you know, you, you have a lot to offer. And, um, and I, yes, I, we, I, sorry, I was just, I was just going to add on to what you said. We send out regular newsletters to anyone who's interested in receiving it, which talk about uh, what we're doing on the program level. They talk about other activities that we're doing. Um, it's easy to sign up uh, through our website. Just go ahead and, and request that you receive our newsletter. We're also uh, introducing a new advocacy platform where we will be participating in advocating for legislation to strengthen and improve access for not just our therapy animals, but other animals that help humans in healthcare, such as service animals, working animals, and emotional support animals. So that's, that's something else that we really encourage people to sign up for and get more information on if they're interested in legislation that will address those issues. Well, Elizabeth, I want to thank you uh, for being on our show. And I also want to thank you and everyone at Pet Partners for what they're doing, because I clearly believe that they understand and you understand and you execute that strength that is the human bond between the the human and animal bond. I really believe that your organization gets it and you walk the walk and talk the talk on it. So... Thank you very much. We're we're very dedicated to what we do. We're very proud of what we do and of our 15,000 volunteer teams who are out there bringing these interactions and these benefits to people pretty much every day. And I'm so honored that I have the opportunity to be part of this and to talk to people about it. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for talking to us about it. It is very informative. And again, for anyone who wants to learn more, please go to Pet Partners. Dot org. We thank you. Thank you and, so much. Oh, thank you, and have a great week. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of the Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and The Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.